0: This is AgriFold Strive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at FB.org. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The big biofuel news expected this week won't be happening after all. Instead, the Environmental Protection Agency is now expected to publish its finalized multi-year biofuel blending targets under the Renewable Fuel Standard next week. EPA is under a consent decree with Growth Energy to finalize the rulemaking, and the timeline was originally set to expire tomorrow. But both parties announced a seven-day extension until Wednesday the 21st, and the understanding that another extension won't be necessary. The rule is expected to finalize blending levels for 2023, 2024, and 2025 and is the first set of volumes to be rolled out after the congressional targets expired in 2022. EPA released a proposal last year that included solid growth for overall blending and the carve-out for conventional corn ethanol, but the biodiesel industry was frustrated with its targets, arguing they failed to consider production coming online and undercut demand. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley says he hopes to see growth in the final volumes. There were some obvious shortcomings in the proposed rule that EPA published last year. Chief among the concerns was the lack of volume for advanced biofuels. EPA's draft rule in December actually set volumes that were lower than what is already produced If these volumes are not significantly increased in the final rule, then EPA will have failed biodiesel producers in Iowa. There's more on the delay, including statements from EPA and Growth Energy in our coverage on agripulse.com. The new Consumer Price Index shows an increase in grocery prices, breaking a two-month trend of declines. Supermarket prices were reported one-tenth of a percent higher in May after dropping two-tenths in April and three-tenths in March. The increase was due in large part to higher produce prices, which increased 1.3% in May with lettuce, apples, and tomatoes as drivers in the category. Egg prices dropped 13.8% in the month and dairy prices declined a more modest 1.1%. Overall, the CPI increased one-tenth of a percent in May and is up four percent year-over-year. Philip Brasher has more in his coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, meat producers took to Capitol Hill to call for loosened restrictions on mom-and-pop butcher shops. A House Judiciary Subcommittee convenes to consider the PRIME Act, which would allow facilities to ship meat across state lines even if they lack a USDA inspection process. Witnesses at a Tuesday hearing say USDA's current inspection process can be burdensome for small facilities. Virginia farmer Joel Salatin argues USDA's inspection protocols and their measurements of production and productivity create improper incentives.
1: Measures their efficacy in pounds per inspector personnel hour. I didn't know that they were measuring efficacy by pounds per hour. I thought it was about safe food. So the whole thing is incentivized to be prejudicial to small outfits, and that's why we need some sort of option that allows a parallel universe to exist, because that's the only way that you can actually create competition and accountability within the monopoly.
0: He says the COVID-19 pandemic and the shutdowns it caused at many of the nation's largest facilities underscore the need for smaller and more local production.
1: I mean, does anybody think if we'd had 300,000 smaller plants accessing the country instead of 300 mega plants at COVID, we would have had a less of a hiccup in the food system if we'd had 300,000 plants instead of 300? Uh,
0: uh, but the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, North American Meat Institute, and other groups are opposed to the bill due to food safety concerns. They argue other approaches to resolve inspection dilemmas are more preferable. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farmers and ranchers care about their neighbors. Through Farm Bureau's Harvest for All program, they donated the equivalent of 31.1 million meals in 2022. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.